Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Welcome to Wrestling Daft, it's the March, your second dose of Wrestling Daft for the week. I'm John, producer of Wrestling Daft. I wash my hands to Brock Lesnar's theme. <laughs> Is there a wrestling theme that you wash your uh, hands to in this day of social distancing? Across from me, obviously six foot away from me. Is a man bigger than the queue for toilet roll at Tesco's? It's Big Alex. Well, it's two metres, John. I think you find that is the recommended amount right, oh. of distance of personal space good, that we're good. currently giving each other. Is there a wrestler's theme that you wash your hands to for 20 seconds? Oh, I'm trying to think of a good one. I wish you'd let me prepare for this. I've got nothing. Cut it. Cut it. Right, OK. And six foot away from him, dropping names like people dropping off work. It's uh, Drop Sports Key does uh, Gary Cassidy. Hello, Gary. Hello, how's it going? Not bad. Uh, any wrestling themes that you used to wash your hands with? My favourite of all time is Adam Rose. Adam Rose? <laughs> wow! Yeah, <laughs> you get a bit of a party in there, I like it. Uh, I like it. So is that the best wrestling theme tune of all time? Just to annoy everybody before we even start. Adam Rose, <laughs> that came out of absolutely nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Um, so, yeah. Hang on, does, does the Rose, does the, what did he call it again? The Rose, rose, the rose Bads. Does, does that count as a public gathering? Because there was more than 10 the people in the Rose Bads. Oh, yeah. So you'd have to ban the Rose train now, surely. Yeah, they, they basically stole his gimmick and gave it to No Way Jose, really, didn't they? Yeah, tweaked it slightly. Which is worse because they're actually touching each other as well. Um, so yeah, we're talking coronavirus <laughs> like everybody else. More to the point, WrestleMania. Let's get straight into that. Let's uh, address the elephant in the room before we get on to anything else today. Wow. WrestleMania is set to happen at the Performance Centre this year. And I'm going to read the statement out from WWE. In coordination with local partners and government officials, WrestleMania and all related events in Tampa Bay will not take place. However, WrestleMania will still stream live on Sunday, April 5th at 7pm Eastern Time on the WWE Network and be available on pay-per-view. Only essential personnel will be on the coast set at WWE's training facility in Orlando, Florida to produce WrestleMania. I can't Ooh. say anyone's surprised. Like, it had to happen. It ha- and, like, I did read somewhere that the, ta- uh, the Tampa government, they were supl- surprised that it was still kind of uh, advertised to go ahead when literally everything else was cancelled. And they were only holding off cancelling it themselves to let WWE be a good guy and cancel yeah. it. Yeah, they said they were given it a week um, and then they were going to reconvene, essentially saying, your move, WWE, we kind of want you to do it before we need to step in and do it. I, I think, think it was just kind of pass, passing the buck. No one wanted to be the bad guy and, and cancel everything, but it was definitely becoming more and more likely as the week went on. It's, it's not getting cancelled. here's a question for you guys. Um, should they have postponed it or cancelled it? Or should they have went ahead with what now we're looking behind closed doors? Personally, I don't think they could have cancelled it because the problem is with the type of business they run with consistent storylines. Say they push it on till June. What do you do from now till June in terms of storylines? Do you take the match card and slowly have them on TV over the coming weeks or do you try and somehow get to those storylines? So you've then got to somehow turn a three-week storyline into a three-month storyline even when the match has already been made. But we, I mean, my, my, I guess I'm playing devil's advocate here. My throwback to that is, you know, you're going to be performing in empty arenas for the foreseeable, which it looks like at the moment. How can you build heat or how can you build investment in those stories going forward? If if you we are going to go on to WrestleMania but at the Performance Centre, 
what's the next step? How do you get invested in storylines when there is nothing there? Because let's face it, it's the fans and the crowd get you invested into these things, and that's how the wrestlers obviously, you know, they draw from that. Could, so, could they, like, get a little laptop and put them on every chair and just have different people Skype in? So you've got like, the wee faces <laughs> in the crowd. That was what I said I wanted. Yeah. Have, a screen, have a screen and have, like, uh, live reactions, but obviously have people pulling their trousers down and all that. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, getting their moment of fame, that. so it might not work. Um, but no, I, I think, obviously, it's not ideal. Um, but I, I'm, I'm the same as you, Alex. I, I think they, they couldn't cancel it. Storyline purposes, what are you going to do? Delay stuff for six months. Who Imagine knows how long it's gonna last? Six months yeah. of Rat Lana and Rusev from <laughs> now until fucking July. <laughs> There'll be nothing worse than storylines. Every storyline getting stale. I think. I think that'd be mm. the worst thing ever. But I think you know it's no ideal. The people I feel sorry for is obviously the people that booked up to go yeah. to WrestleMania. The indie wrestlers that have lost it on all their big yeah. uh, bookings that weekend. Yeah, that was a huge and, weekend, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I also feel sorry for the people that are going to win championships. Hopefully at WrestleMania, that are going to do so. <laughs> it's like a no one. The, the one thing I will say, um, WWE love making history. This is definitely going to make history. Um, there's absolutely no doubt that no one's going to forget this year's WrestleMania. Can I just say the, the issue of the coronavirus, the WrestleMania situation, it lies at the feet of one man and one man only. Drew McIntyre. Now I'll tell you for why. He's Scottish, and this is the most Scottish bit of fucking luck <laughs> that's ever happened. The man's about to become the first Scotsman to win a WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and he's going to do it in front of no one. But so, well, that's the thing. Do they do? Do you think they're going to change quite a lot of the results? Because surely you want that big moment when Drew mm. wins the title in front of a crowd. So, so do you do you see save it to SummerSlam? Uh, yep, exactly. Stick SummerSlam in the UK for all. Uh, they'll by then have. Brock, absolutely pulverise him at WrestleMania. Hopefully, this isn't your uh, fantasy book now. No, idea. Right. <laughs> we'll get on to uh, just a couple of uh, from wrestlers reactions to it. Sasha Banks uh, breaks my heart to know that the fans won't be able to attend WrestleMania. They aren't just there to watch the show; they're part of it. But priority number one is everyone's health. We we'll all agree with that. So on April fifth, we will do our very best to put on a show worthy of our fans. It's what you deserve, Xavier Woods. So, like, this means that me and uh, at Miko Mosley, who's the costume designer for uh, WWE, get to be in the crowd, right? Just two best friends watching a wrestling show, pouring out their emotions for everyone who can't be there. Those emo- emotions are essential. Let us represent you. Hashtag Woods at Mania. See, I think that would be quite good if you have the wrestlers around. I think, I would, I think that would be really good. But if the had... problem is you can only have 50 people together. So you'd have to, like, have people coming in and out. So you'd have to change the crowd out per match and have them, like, leave the building. I think it's, it could be hilarious. It's also, oddly, it's a, like, that, like, this is me going to go, like, full journalistic integrity here. Um, but they they would compromise the wrestlers by having them on there. Because that's even when you, like, when, oh, when, right. when you go as media, you get put off the hard cam. Yeah, yeah, so, but um, it, 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 does, it does mean that no way Jose gets on a WrestleMania moment. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, CM Punk, well, that's one way, one way to make sure Roman finally gets not booed and nobody chants for me. This is the, no, this is this was a tweet. Was this, well, this, was well, this after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this one is the best. Shayna Baszler, my first WrestleMania moment will be perfect. No one in the arena to dampen the sound of tendons ripping and bones cracking and snapping as they become Raw's women's champion and usher in a new era. Hashtag reality. Hashtag crank rip tear. Oh, like that. that's good, isn't it? Yeah. That is really good. So, yeah, um, 
it, it's a hard one to call. We, we threw it out on Twitter to, to the Wrestling Daft listeners. I just put out the day saying, what are your thoughts um, on WrestleMania happening at the Performance Centre? Jen, I'm actually really excited to see how it turns out. We'll be neat to see what they do when they can't play off an audience reaction. It's definitely going to be historic. I haven't been excited for WWE in a while. That's an interesting take. It, it does change things up at the end of the day. I mean, it's going to be a completely different WrestleMania. Mike, like, and there's no competition in terms of other sports. So yeah, that's true. So, so many my, more eyes are going to be on the product. My issue with it is, you know, I think the novelty of watching SmackDown as we'll get into and Buddy or put over, you know, we saw that on Friday night, Raw last night, obviously, as well. I think that's become, that novelty will wear off by the time it gets to WrestleMania. Pretty quickly, I think, as I well. Think right. That's <laughs> the only thing. Yeah, I did suggest to one of my friends to watch the SmackDown show, and he's like, I see what you mean about the novelty, but I still don't think it's a good show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark uh, says, got a feel for Drew. Hope this moment isn't spoiled too much by this. Uh, Sad Panda on Twitter. I really hope they cut the length of it. <laughs> oh, imagine a just... nine-hour WrestleMania from yeah. the PC. Oh, the pre-show. God, <laughs> oh, no. Because no. that's going to be a long night. Gutted for Drew, so hoping Brock retains and he can win at SummerSlam, as you were saying, Alex. Uh, Alan, gutted for people I know who are going. I think that's... Gary, we all reflect that as well. I think they should have postponed it at WrestleMania. The WrestleMania uh, in the Performance Centre will suck. Um, Aldo Tash, six hours of watching Mania with no crowd is going to be brutal. Imagine there was a Hardy-esque return there would be a zero reaction to it. The crowd's reaction to that return made it even more special. Grown adults hugging for the win. See, they need to figure out a way to get the fans involved in it and I think that's what's really going to sell it. And you see the way... Like, I think as well they had to do the behind closed door stuff because AEW had already come yeah, out and yeah. said they were continuing and you know they're going to try and think of some innovative way to get people included in it be yeah. it screens be it well funny you should say that I mean I think they will get into the seeds were sown Cena uh, and Bray were saying about a pub like a, yeah, a bar fight which, which, <laughs> but I, yeah, you know that could actually that could f- foreseeably happen yeah. at this because they're going to need to think of things like that. I think one they thing they could do that just do like little random matches around yeah, the country yeah. in random little spots yeah. that could be quite that interesting that would be cool one thing I will say however is you know I don't think it can be a four hour long show I don't think they can add any more matches to the card than have already been put there. And I think they're gonna have to they're gonna have to make them a lot shorter. Like you can't do yeah. a twenty five half yeah. an hour like um near fall barn burner without the crowd. I just uh, yeah. don't think it'll get no battle royals, I think, is uh, because more than ten people in the ring is probably not oh, gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I seriously don't I seriously don't think they'll add any more matches what to is, what is the current card? So what's the, the current card? I mean I can see some stuff getting they, they added three last night. Well, well, yeah, one of them was not added because it was yeah, stuff we already yeah, knew yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the, the Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens one was yeah, one can that they, wasn't can they quite can't go anymore. See, like yeah. that's that's for me that kind of match. You can just have the disciples attack Kevin before the match and write that match off. And there's like smart ways that they can book a lot of those matches yeah. to be a lot shorter. If you know the, what the I mean. The main difficulty is them making it not feel like Raw and SmackDown. Like I think mm. they done the right thing with Raw last night. We're having it like. I say business as usual, that's maybe not the right term, but they did move the announce desk to where it normally would be on Raw and stuff like that, and obviously the, the colour changes in terms of lighting, yeah. but having WrestleMania, I feel like that, they'll need to put in some some different production, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Be interesting, well, it'll certainly be interesting to see what they do with it, um, and I'm sure it's not the last you've heard on it. On Wrestling Daft, uh, Rab and Grade will be going right into more detail on it when they're back with the, the big show on Friday. Last word to Hazy, however, that says, uh, Grado's Pavilion show drew more than WrestleMania. What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so 
Yep, that's WrestleMania done. We'll probably come back to it uh, further on down the line. So on the show today, um, we're going to be looking back and burying it, putting over all the stuff from the shows this week. Um, Gary is going to give you all the other news from the business and we'll take a trip to Fantasy Booking Island where I, this week, I'm going to book Daniel Bryan to be one of the only people to win the Intercontinental Champion and World Championship together or Stroke Universal Champion. Does it have any reference to his balls? It has no reference to his <laughs> Well, balls. I'm not interested in John. <laughs> I'll get you on board later on in Fantasy Booking Island. And uh, one of Scotland's greatest ring announcers, Simon Cassidy, will be on to tell us about some of his favourite things in wrestling on the 10 count. And we've got exclusive audio, thanks to our man in the know, Gary Ta- Cassidy. We've got some exclusive audio from Seamus on the show. That's all coming up. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. But before we go any further into the show, it's that point where we like to cut a promo and stepping up to the mic this week, it's Mr. Gary Cassidy. There's only one thing that I can cut a promo on this week more than ever. Preach, brother. Everybody's going to hate me because this isn't the platform to do it. But I'm cutting a promo on wrestling fans. Ooh! <laughs> Remember where you retain a listenership. I want to say that this doesn't probably apply to most of the people that are listening to the show. They're all good Unless people. you're wearing an Everton top. <laughs> <laughs> or a green t-shirt. But, uh, yeah. but no, it doesn't apply to most of the people. Um, but this week, more than ever, we've seen Raw and Smackdown with no fans. And I actually think it's made me appreciate having no fans or having fans that are invested in the product. Because so many WWE shows particularly Raw and SmackDown, people pay their money to detract from the product. And it's my least favourite thing ever when somebody starts, I know that people will say WWE have maybe maybe kind of forced this by doing bad decisions here, bad decisions there. But if somebody comes to the ring, say Cesaro comes to the ring, you've got wrestling fans moaning, Cesaro's not getting a push because they can't cut a good promo. When it comes to the ring, people are either chanting CM Punk, chanting this is boring, when he's having a match, they're chucking a beach ball about what is the point? Why would you pay your money and go to a product that you don't enjoy? And even just with what's happening now, the WrestleMania stuff, people are saying, WWE are irresponsible. Why are they not making a decision? Why are they not doing this? Why are they not doing that? And they've made the decision and people are still moaning. What is the point? Why would you not just enjoy it? There's so much wrestling out there. Now. Not at the moment. Well, <laughs> there was so much last wrestling week, there was so much wrestling out there. Um, you, you do still have, um, I know obviously NWA, NWA have cancelled, Ring of Honor have kind of cancelled their products and stuff, but you still get WWE and AEW. Yeah. And even Impact have still got stuff in the can, so they're still showing their pre-recorded stuff. If you don't like WWE, watch AEW. If you don't like AEW, watch WWE. And you can do that without moaning about the other one. And my second point on fans... You kind of said it there with the Everton thing. Don't be a mark for yourself. Be a mark for the product. If you're going to go to a wrestling show to simply make yourself look like a celebrity and wear the same t-shirt every single (laughs) week (laughs) and the point of getting people to talk about you on Twitter, just don't. Go there and enjoy the show. Don't be a mark for yourself. Be a mark for wrestling. Oh, I like that. Well, nice. done. well, done. well said, Gary. I'm for wrestling after Mark's. Gary has made me aware of one thing that I hadn't realised that the coronavirus has ruined. We're not getting the TNA Impact Anniversary oh, show on WrestleMania oh, weekend oh, anymore. Oh, 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 we won't get a CP. Oh, can, that's, can, that's ruined my day. Can I, at this point, obviously, coming back to your man in the Everton top, <laughs> in my reference there, can I just put a shout out to Dunks on Twitter, who this week totally... <laughs> Put me out. <laughs> put me in a very awkward spot when he said, "I 
FL wrestling fan. Here he is, producer Mac. That's me on Twitter. And then I got a tweet back from FL wrestling fan saying, Hi, FL wrestling fan. Turns out it's the man in the Everton top. <laughs> I think you're on first name terms now. His name's Kyle. Come His on, name's Kyle. Have you two bonded over Twitter? So I just tweeted. Is he coming round for dinner? I just tweeted back saying, Well, this is awkward. Uh, <laughs> so did you get a response. It did, yeah. <laughs> so, so thanks for that, Dunks, uh, and hello to our new listener, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you all know how uh, a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right, guys? You've used VPNs in the past, I'm sure, both of you. Oh, what yeah. can I say? My search history is not something that I want the rest of the world seeing. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know this until recently. It's taken my TV watching game to the next level. You can use VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Did you know this? So like, yeah, it's, this is what I was yeah. saying about my internet history. There's things you can get on in Germany that are just mind-blowing. Like, so over the weekend, like I was using ExpressVPN to... I binged uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on uh, Canadian Netflix. Ooh, look at you. Big, I know. Internet, big internet man now. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really easy to do. Uh, just fired up ExpressVPN app, changed my location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and boom, it was there. So I've got to see all of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is great. I, I do the same thing with anime all the time. See if you just VPN onto the Japanese version. Oh, really? Great stuff out there. It saves you a Crunchyroll subscription, although don't tell that to Crunchyroll. Oh, there you go. Well, see ExpressVPN, you want to get onto that because it will hide your IP address and let you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you could access by using that. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service like Hulu, uh, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. You can use ExpressVPN on. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason... But the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows, it's just really, really fast. I don't know if you'll, you'll find a faster VPN service, I'm honestly. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD. Absolutely no bother at all. So uh, ExpressVPN is also compatible with all devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, whatever you are, which is cool. It's cool. So if you visit our special link right now, our Wrestling Daft special link, that's expressvpn.com slash wrestling and as Rab would always say no backslashes um, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free so that's expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling support the show watch what you want and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash wrestling and like I say you'll get extra three months there <laughs> So every week uh, we like to look at the, the good bits and the bad bits from the big wrestling shows across the week. We call it Bury or Put Over. So we'll get all the good things and bad things from the show. As usual, the, we invite one of you guys, one of our marks, to come on and basically you have to do Smackdown because none of us can be arsed watching <laughs> it. So on this week we have, and this is a very apt kind of wrestling-based name, Savage. How you doing, Savage? I am quite well, thank you. How are you all doing? Listen, thank you very much for taking the hit and watching Smackdown for us. We really appreciate it. I think you should. It's been not too bad this week, at least. Well, we'll get that into that in a minute. Uh, before we proceed, we need to check your wrestling credentials. Um, have you got anything that qualifies you for coming on this show? I mean, yeah, I've, I've been out drinking a couple of times with ICW owner Mark Dallas, so uh, my wrestling credential should be in place as well as my drinking ones, I would hope, off the back of that. <laughs> I would say that's a definite. Uh, so thanks very much for coming on, William. Um, we're going to kick off, though, at the start of the week with AEW, Alex. 
as usual, it was a great AEW show. But we'll, we'll, we'll break it down in the specifics. So start with the Burries and let's get straight into that AEW women's division and straight into <laughs> Britt Baker again. I think this has got to be maybe my third or fourth week in a row that's bearing something to do with Britt, but she can't promo. She's terrible. Can like it, She's getting this really basic heel shtick promo and she's not getting it over at all. And it's just, I'm finding it painful every week. The segment was almost kind of saved by Big Swole, and there was the good bit when, like, I think Britt was like, you're only getting this push because you're your husband and all that stuff. So that that was quite good, and it made me actually Google Big Swole to find out that her husband is Cedric Alexander. Ah, and then obviously she is Mrs. Adam Cole, which I, the crowd obviously recognises yeah. well. A lot of people were shouting Adam Cole. I think, they, I think Adam needs to take her into a room in the house and just be like, look, Britt, I'm not letting you out of here until you do a fucking good promo, man. Like, <laughs> I think charisma could be sexually transmitted because <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I did see the bit with uh, when she mentioned baby at the end oh, as well. I thought that was pretty touch. good. But but Britt ruined that segment for me. I thought small save it, but I just if you can't promo properly, just don't give her less mic time. Like fair point. It's because she's been on commentary, she's been promoing every week. I'm just I'm done with it. And the other thing is, I have to bury. Probably everyone's favourite wrestler at the moment, Mr. Jericho. For that fucking scarf, right? It was fine. <laughs> it was fine the first week when he was Le Champion. But as far as I'm concerned, he no longer has a belt. So he is no longer Le Champion. And he's still wearing a scarf that says Le Champion on it for the entire match. Moxley should have got the scarf with the belt. You mean when... Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the next thing you just should do. Just as his eye patch now. <laughs> oh, see, that would work. That would work. But mm. it just... I get that he bought new trites and the yellow goes with the yellow is new tights, but Monty Fuck, change the scarf. <laughs> okay, and uh, what are you putting over this week? Uh, I'll stay on the topic of Mr. Chris Jericho. So, um, if any of you noticed in the main event, the little spot with the beer between Paige and Jericho? I thought it was great, just the way he took the beer and kind of took the bump from Paige and spat the beer out and then Paige down the beer. It was just a great little bit of characterisation. It's those kind of little spots, I think, that just make wrestling matches for me. So... That was great. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that. Anything else? Well, the big one has to be... The, uh, see, I'm just going back to last week again and putting over Death Triangle again. But I'm putting <laughs> oh. over a different Death Triangle. I'm putting over the move, the Death Triangle, rather than the group, the Death yeah, Triangle. Yeah, that was cool. I saw that. Yeah. It, it, it does look a little bit too much like an orgy, but I like the concept <laughs> of having a triple man submission. <laughs> like, I've never seen that before. You know, I've seen doubles, but triples is something new. And got to give a little bit of a shout out to Adam Page this week as well. Did any of you see his coronavirus the press letter? release? Oh, yes. So it's essentially just a press release that like starts going on about how he can't drink fans' beers anymore for fear of getting the disease. Right. And then like the last sentence in it is like, oh, and recently I've tried pineapple on the pizza and I have to say it's a game changer. I'm a big fan of it. Give it a go, guys. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> My favourite part of that was they said um, it had the wash our hands and all that, but one of the one of the guidance or one of the guidelines was go and buy a six pack of Corona because it's not their fault. That's good. That's good. Good match tonight. I'm going to be controversial here, and I'm going to pick the Butcher Blade and MGF versus the Jurassic Express because oh. I thoroughly enjoyed that match. I thought it was a great little heels versus faces tale, and for the first week, I thought the Butcher looked really good this week. Mm. I noticed he saved Marco was a bit botchy. He caught Marco a couple of times. There was a couple of wee spots with him. And just that cool little walk he does around the ring at the start. It's great. Yeah. It's yeah, great. Yeah, so yeah. I think he's he's doing all right. Like I 
seeming a lot less green than he was a couple of weeks ago, and I did see him actually in his full heavy metal guys, and now I think he's badass. So, right, okay. yeah, that was my match of the oh, night. Nice, decent, decent. Sounds like a good week for AEW. I think it beat uh, NXT quite comfortably in the ratings. I think they said the ratings were down, but it's still beat. Bo- both plummeted quite badly right, um, yeah, for well, obvious reasons. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, nah. Well, I can imagine with like the sports and stuff all being off that their viewership's going to rock over the next couple of weeks. So Uh, so I was on NXT again this week. Um, I thought it was a thoroughly decent show, if I'm honest with you. Uh, Let's start with the buddies, however. Right, I'm going to say this, and I hate... I think it's just a gripe, and in fact, I'll I'll be cutting a promo on it at some point. Mash theme tunes, right? Taking, like, when you put two guys together... Like they have Riddle and Pete Dunne, and they mash the theme tunes together. So they do part of one and then part of the other. Pete Dunne's Broserweight theme, uh, or Pete Dunne's theme, is an absolute fucking belter. Riddle's, I don't, I don't like, but I'm more of a heavy it's, metal kind of guy. It's a bit, it's a bit too kind of trying to be suave, Riddle's one. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. But it's just like the amalgamation, the two. It's just. Ugh, hate when they do that I wish they would stop doing that come up with I mean they've got they need to get a new music guy back because they lost CFO and Jim Johnson yeah get a music guy and write them actually a theme for that so I'm I'm going to bury that Right, I'm also going to bury bury the fact that a man was kidnapped on live television no one gave a fuck about it (laughs) Right, Raul Mendoza, uh, he was fighting. Who was he fighting that just escaped me? Raul Mendoza was fighting Kushida. Aye. Uh, Aye. That was a match that wasn't given enough time, but we'll, we'll, we'll gloss over that. Anyway, Raul Mendoza, Mia Kim's, uh, Mia Yim's um, cutting a promo in the car park. And in the meantime, two men get out of a, a car, <laughs> conquistadors. And put Real Mendoza in the back. He didn't give up much fight, to be honest <laughs> with you. It's but not as if he's a professional wrestler or anything like that. He knows combat sports. A man was kidnapped live on the television. Come on, for God's sake, <laughs> someone call the police. It should immediately be cutting to Regal's office and him just on the phone at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to bury that. A man getting kidnapped. Uh, put over this week, I'm actually on Mia Yim. She's very good. Yep. She is very good and I think very underused. Um... Actually, coming back to that, can I do an extra, a quick wee buddy? Why are we having fucking qualifiers for a fucking ladder match, a six-man ladder match at TakeOver? I know TakeOver's... TakeOver's cancelled. I know TakeOver's cancelled. You might not need more about that next week. I know, but why are we having fucking qualifiers for a a six-man ladder match? That's just stupid in itself. Anyway, Mia Yim, she's very good, very underutilised. She should be used more, and she should get a title shot at some point, I think. Well, she did. She yeah. for a while everyone was expecting her to beat Baszler when like, yeah. six months to yeah yeah yeah. But I think she needs to get that strap on. And I'm going to put over. I love, I love, I love a good backstage brawl. Uh, Champa and Gargano going around the performance center into the gym, using all that stuff. Love that air raid off the top of the stage, which was just randomly put in the performance center. <laughs> it's like we're just going to put a stage in here. Um, Velveteen Dream used it earlier on, but then. Champa air raid off the top of the stage through the announce table. Beautiful little spot. I like that a lot. So, yeah, I love a wee backstage brawl. And I seriously hope, I mean, takeover's now been cancelled, but <laughs> how long are they going to draw it, Champa and Gargano now? That's a question. Forever. Forever. But I hope that leads to a hell in a cell match too now. And uh, match of the night for me, uh, Broseweights versus the Undisputed Era, I would say. The NXT tag division has been phenomenal since AEW started really hasn't it yeah, really yeah 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 they've really stepped up again there uh, right let's go to Smackdown then and Savage what are we burying and putting over for that sir 
Uh, <coughs> I feel like the berries for this one are going to be a little bit nitpicky given half the show was just a replay of a match from Elimination Chamber, so we weren't getting a hell of a lot of content. Um, first, Berry is something that has been, it bugs the shit out of me with her kind of character work. Uh, Nikki Cross's promo at the start. Um, I've seen her do promos in ICW and she's clearly very good on the mic, but the fact that they have her coming out and being a normal person sometimes and then supposed to be psychotic other times just does my fucking head in. <laughs> um, they just they pick a lane with them. And, you know, sometimes she's completely off her nut and then other times she's backstage drinking coffee. It's like it's just a continuation of that stuff, which just, oh, I think it's everyone's bugbear about WWE, though. But can you not um, link the coffee to her being crazy and then maybe she's been sane because she hasn't <laughs> enough coffee that day? I mean, but that would suggest some sort of long-term character development, <laughs> and that just doesn't yeah, that's definitely not something that's happening there. No, um, sticking with incredibly nitpicky theme, the beatdown at the ends of the Daniel Bryan match. I think Shinsuke Nakamura's boots into him looked like somebody just trying to shake a little bit of dirt off their shoe. It was. <laughs> Bad as the AEW punches with the Dark Order at one point, which is just simply awful. Um, but again, I feel being incredibly nitpicky about that stuff. Um, Push-wise, I think Triple H should be on every commentary team for the rest of recorded history. It was fantastic. Um, and he even made Michael Cole seem like he had a bit of a personality, which was a <laughs> lovely change. And got to give the Saya, uh, Sina and Wyatt promo at the end of the show because it was absolutely fantastic and they both clearly know how to get both of each other because, uh, yeah, they were absolutely superb, both of them. And I think quite a lot of the promo work was great. Roman Reigns, eh, some of it wasn't exactly fantastic. I think his one-liners maybe not as good as he thinks they're going to be, including is he smart enough to operate a bulldozer, which is not a great line. But, uh, yeah, some of the general promo work in the show to fill in the gaps was pretty solid, especially with the audience. Fair to. And uh, what's match of the night, my friend? The Hardy match was just absolutely nothing, but obviously it's just one match. Yeah. Well, well, you're breaking up there, Savage, so we'll let you go, but thank you very much for um, coming on and uh, doing that for us, sir. Cheers, guys. Thanks, pal. Thank you. Cheers, uh, there was Savage, our uh, Wrestling Daft Mark. Remember, if you want to be a Wrestling Daft Mark, sign up for our Patreon, get involved. We'd love to have you on. Um, Gary, let's move on to Raw last night. Yeah, um, so before I start burying stuff, I, I, I do want to say that these come with a kind of different standard because obviously I don't want to bury stuff too much when we're just kind of getting through and trying to get on the road to WrestleMania with a kind of a skeleton uh, crew and yeah. no many talents there. My two burials could have easily been the dead man, ironically, but I'm going to combine them into one. One, why the hell is Undertaker going out wearing a do-rag and having his vest pulled down to show off everything above his belly button? I don't understand why. Because <laughs> the American badass has attacked the phenom, apparently. I, I don't get it. Um, Edge came out in normal clothes. Becky Lynch came out in normal clothes. Stone Cold came out in normal clothes because they weren't competing in matches. So why did The Undertaker come out with half normal clothes as if it would already been in a match? Um, but that's no that's no Undertaker point. That's just a wee aside. Um, the main Undertaker point that I'm burying here is why, why, why would you have a contract signing and not check that the contract's on the table. <laughs> Jerry Lawler says to Undertaker, hey Undertaker, if you just want to look and sign that contract, and points to the table that doesn't have a contract, <laughs> and then they cut to a commercial break and come back, 
And the line completely confused me because Tom Phillips said the Undertaker was so incensed there because there was no contract for the contract signing. I'm like, that's on you. That's no Undertaker. <laughs> that's, oh man, it infuriated me. Um, I, 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 I said it last week. Things that don't make sense are, are the things that infuriate me most about wrestling, and that uh, that just uh, it done me. Um, one thing I want to go back there before my last video. One thing I was going to bury, but I actually kind of liked it. So it's this is just an honourable mention. Becky Lynch came out of her truck. And then in her promo says she was going to beat down ba uh, Shayna Baszler like she'd been run over by a truck. I was like, I don't know if I love or hate that line, so I, I can't put that in. But what I am going to bury, the second burial, and yet again, I've, I kind of prefaced these burials by saying I know WWE have got a skeleton crew, they're working with minimal talents, and that's why we're getting so many video packages and stuff like that. So I'm not even going to bury any video packages. So Shayna Baszler was there for 20 seconds watching a screen backstage. They flew her in just to watch a screen. Not only that, the Street Profits were there and were in a WWE exclusive clip after the show getting stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Have them what? on the show. Just have them on the show. <laughs> Fly in people. Like, I know they live in Orlando anyway, so it's not a yeah, massive deal. Yeah, they could have yeah. just got there. But if you're going to have talents like that backstage, and I understand they might not have had a tag team for them to compete against in a match, but have them on the show. If you're having that many video packages, use your talents that you've got there. Surely you just give Montez Ford the mic and be like, go and entertain for 10 minutes, Monty, go. Literally, go. like, of all the video packages and stuff we had, I know that we had the Royal Rumble match and stuff, but and, and that, I think, is unnecessary evil. I would say that I've got no problem with the Royal Rumble match because it's a great advertisement for wrestling. If people are tuning in yeah. having not seen the Royal Rumble, that's a brilliant match, and I was happy watching it again for Brock Lesnar and, and just the Drew McIntyre moment. But yeah, if you've got talent in the building, use them. Yeah, simple. <laughs> simple, simple. With it. I, I think we're going to have to get used to reruns of matches, and I think we're going to notice that library is going to get pretty low pretty fast, and they're going to go back to Attitude Era matches. They're going to start, you know, I mean, we'll start seeing things from like WrestleMania 17 on an episode of Raw. But they could have done that last night with Stone Cold. That'd have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like it would make sense. Why for them put to Rock use, versus Stone Cold or something? Or use something that's yeah. relevant to the show. If you know what I mean, if you've got a star, and it'd yeah, be like, oh, yeah. look, here's. I don't know, here's Daniel Bryan winning the title at WrestleMania 30 when Daniel's just done a promo or something like that. Yeah, Have yeah, like a yeah. lead into it. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Fair enough. And uh, match of the night, my friend? You want to put over stuff? Oh, sorry, you've got to put <laughs> over <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the format of your own so, show. Yeah. You said that the other week there. Because well. yeah, yeah, yeah. you do it every week, uh, I know, I know. Yes, yeah, sorry, Gary. I'm trying to put it over. So I was actually going to just put over Brock Lesnar for the rerun, but I'm going to eliminate that, disqualify that, because it was just a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I'm putting over is Edge. Um, I always say, and I, I, again, I don't know, I'm not going to say that this is definite. Um, my favourite thing is when WWE listens to fans, and a lot of the criticisms last week were of Bailey and Sasha Banks cutting a promo to, to the crowd that wasn't there rather on the camera. If you can't perform to the crowd, perform to the audience, and Edge cutting a promo right down the barrel of the camera, making eye yeah. contact, was absolutely incredible. And, like, uh, like a kind of, his, his full promo was insane. It was, um, he said that Beth Phoenix had turned up a couple of weeks ago before Randy Orton RKO'd her to retire on his behalf because he couldn't face doing it a second time but instead he's going to challenge Randy Orton to a last man standing match and I just everything that Edge done was incredible yeah. uh, I, I just I, I think Edge needs to be put over um, just as Edge no, nothing else about that segment just Edge overall his performance was the best performance of the night and the other person I, I need to put over if I've no isolated wrestling fans enough I think they're going to hate me even more because the person I'm putting over is Byron Saxton. Oh, my <gasps> God. 
Right. And oh, I've just had a small heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to find him infuriating. I do think that's part of his charm. Um, but I, I mentioned that nothing infuriates me more than uh, things that don't make sense. But if you can kind of make the things that don't make sense entertaining anyway, I'm not going to complain. Stone Cold Steve Austin came out and, and cut a promo from cue cards, which was insane. Just let Stone Cold go out there and talk uh, is, is the kind of thing that... Uh, he cut his promo from cue cards? Uh, he only had a few. It was to talk about 316 Day, and it was on 316 Day. You can do this, you can yeah. do this. So uh, every time Stone Cold Steve Austin read via cue card, Byron Saxton randomly held up a number, grading him on what he'd just said. Which That's doesn't make any sense. That's the most charismatic thing Bree's ever done. <laughs> well, no, slightly before that, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he, he said tough crowd many times, and obviously tried to get all that joke, which didn't really happen. But I'm, not, I'm never going to bury Stone Cold so, so it gets a pass. Um, but he said, uh, oh, blah, 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 give me a hell yeah, and then put the microphone to the crowd, and there was no crowd there. And then the second time he done it, Byron Saxton hit it with a really flimsy hell yeah, but it was pretty entertaining anyway. But that's not what I'm putting Byron Saxton over. I think he had a good night anyway. But Stone Cold Steve Austin invites Byron Saxton to the ring for a drink. Obviously, you know what's going to happen. Byron Saxton kind of sells it quite well. He's excited to get in the ring. Stone Cold goes to hit him with a stunner. Of course, tries to kick him in the stomach and goes right to testicle town. <laughs> but Byron Saxton still sold the stunner absolutely incredibly. <laughs> if that was me, I would have crumpled and I would not have been selling that stunner. But Byron Saxton selling the stunner means it has to be put over. That's Fair like point. Absolutely incredible. So that's what it takes Byron Saxton to be put over, being kicked in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Just that moment could have been me putting it over, Byron Saxton getting kicked in the crotch. But no, I, I do think that it was entertaining the full night and maybe that was because Jerry Lawler was next to me taking away for being... But no, Byron Saxon definitely has to Fair be play, fair play in uh, match tonight. <laughs> I only had one choice here because there was only one match. <laughs> That's true. But I'm not choosing it. No. Uh, and I'm not choosing the Royal Rumble replay either. My match of the night was Undertaker versus the table. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play, fair play. I think that's the only one we can go for. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, listen, thanks for that. Um, remember, you can get your buddy and put over for Rap and Grado for anything, the stuff we've just talked about or anything you've seen in wrestling this week. Uh, get us on Wrestling Daft at Wrestling Daft on Twitter, uh, on Insta, it's at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and it's just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. And get your buddy or put overs in for Rap and Grado for Friday. <laughs> So it's time for the news and let's welcome a man who likes to drop names like Boris Johnson drops Custer Fox. It's Gary Cassidy. Hello again. A long time no speak. I know. <laughs> Do this every week. Uh, so, uh, takeover cancelled, Hall of Fame cancelled, WWE cancelling shows left, right and centre, but they're not the only ones to be doing this, are they? No, um, they're, they're one of the few that are, are not cancelling everything um, for a start. Uh, the NWA obviously came out yesterday, well, I think it was yesterday, yesterday or two days ago, quite late, um, and, and said that they were suspending the Crockett Cup um, along with their 
tapings of, and I never know how to pronounce it. Is it just NWA Power? It's power. just yeah, power. Yeah, power. Yeah, power. I just like, like to call it the power. power. Yeah. Um, but nah, they, they've suspended everything, which has kind of fallen yeah. for everything else that's happening just now. Um, the, the main kind of strange thing that uh, has come out, and a lot of people are calling this out, is uh, WrestleCon being cancelled. But there's a, a, a wee bit of... A wee, a wee bit of um, Needle. Unrest there. Mm. Aye. Um, so Marriott Hotels, I believe it is, who are the people who are meant to be hosting it, are still apparently, um, and they've not issued any kind of statement on this, but apparently they are wanting payment for the cancellation. Um, this went as far as Chris Jericho tweeting at Donald Trump uh, <laughs> to issue <dash> a <laughs> statement, which I just think, if you'd have said to me two years ago, a wrestler's going to be uh, tweeting at the President of the United States um, to get a hotel chain uh, to wave a, a cancellation fund. What? Um, but aye, it's, it's kind of resulting in a, a lot of a, a lot of kind of unrest. Um, that, that's the only one that I've seen that these people actually being assholes about cancellation. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first story that I've heard. Uh, it's not on. I mean, it's obviously around WrestleMania weekend, obviously GCW... Uh, Blood WWE, sport and stuff w, as well. It's all been cancelled. The TNA. Um, re, uh, I was going to be 15 again for a night job. Gredo's uh, match is cancelled. Gredo's match, he'll be gutted because. Oh, he's going to be. Oh, he I, was actually, be so broken. I was going to say he'll be gutted, but I'll actually be delighted because it means he's not getting his arse handed to him by uh, Ken Shamrock <laughs> and uh, Suzuki. R- relief for Minoru Suzuki, I think. Uh, but that uh, would have uh, been. Like, yeah. Think of the podcast because Gredo burying Suzuki for being stiff. Like, it'd be uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. So I've actually got it from a, a personal point of view. But yeah, it's, I mean. I mean, when you look and, you know, with this coronavirus, we've already touched on it, you know, it's like, what's going to be really hit is all the local promotions right across the UK. You know, we had Kid Fight on the show last week, you know, PBW, you know, Discovery Wrestling, ICW, you know, these guys all rely on that gate money coming in. You know, so if you can, do what you can, support your local uh, wrestling promotion. When they get back on their feet, please get out and go to the shows because, you know, these guys, you know, rely on that gate money. You know, they, they don't have the powers of the WWE or the AEW who can just go, oh, that's fine, that's fine. But, um, yeah, go and support your local wrestling show. Yeah, there was two things on that, um, two positive stories that came from it. One was um, Will Osprey ran a show on YouTube. Um, wow. Where he wrestled B Priestley. Sorry, not B Priestley. That is his wife, B yeah. Priestley. yeah. He wrestled. He wrestled his wife. He said, um, "Please tell me he went over. Please tell me he went over." <laughs> I don't know because I didn't actually watch it. Okay, um, uh, yeah, um, you, you couldn't have done a hidden blade to the back of his own wife's head, surely? No. But yeah, so um, so he said that uh, he, he wanted to. Uh, it, was, it was no fans Monday. This was with wrestle talk, and they just ran an empty arena That's show, um, and it was it was pretty good. Um, like for what I saw of it, I didn't see the end because I was doing all things. Um, but uh, well, Osprey said that he wanted to do something different um, because he wouldn't be wrestling for Rev Pro. He wants to do something different in the UK, and it was that. The other positive thing um, is a man I think a lot of people have got a lot of love for was meant to be wrestling in Ireland. Um, and, and, and the weird thing about it, it was, it was kind of promoting it was a, this big arena in Ireland a few months ago. And it turns out it was just like a wee small venue. It's just called the National Stadium or National Arena in Dublin. Um, but it was John Mockley was meant to be wrestling David Starr in the main event of OTT's Scrapper Mania, a two-day event that Ireland were kind of ahead of the game and cancelled all their events before most other things get cancelled. But after that happened, a GoFundMe was set up for OTT to raise some funds, just because obviously their wrestlers are going without payment, their crew are going without payment, 
and obviously it's good to kind of raise a wee bit of, a wee bit of funds and spread it around the people that are losing out at this time. John Moxley, under his real name, John Good, donated one thousand euros oh, uh, nice. to the company. A company he's never wrestled for. We need to say as well because that was going to be his first match for them. And again, out of the goodness of his heart, he done this. And when people realised and screenshot it and posted it on social media, it changed his donation to anonymous because he doesn't need the credit for it. He's just yeah. a nice guy. Oh, what a guy! You are a guy. That's fair enough. Well done. I mean, it's good to hear stories like that. Um, now, talking of Ireland, and uh, you know, cancellations aren't going to stop you dropping names, Gary. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, who did you catch up with this week? Well, sadly, cancellations did stop me dropping one name. Uh, it was Drew McIntyre, uh, which got cancelled on the day. That was a wee kind of ahead of the game. Because yeah. Alex's big question about Buckfast was going to come we'll on We'll never Mark. find out if he's going to have an inflatable Buckfast to no crowd or uh, two cans Island Brew getting Yeah, that was my second to, suggestion. To, 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 to no yeah. crowd. Um, but that one got cancelled. That was ahead of the game. Um, flew him back home the, the very morning that the, the travel ban got implemented. Despite it not at that time being for the UK yeah. and Ireland it now is um, they cancelled that they've obviously cancelled a few other shows that are coming up like the Inside the Rope stuff and their guests going to, um, for the love of wrestling but one thing that didn't get cancelled that happened before it was I got to speak on the phone to Seamus um, sadly I was meant to be going down to Liverpool to talk to him but I had another interview that night so I couldn't do it um, but I got to speak to him on the phone for a wee bit and yeah, um, my favourite thing about interviewing Seamus, I've, I've spoken to him a couple of times, and the best thing about it is you can ask him literally anything and he will give you an honest opinion. <laughs> I asked him about the Eric Rowan spider and he just said, it was shite. And we've got um, you also asked him about uh, Drew's chances at WrestleMania. Yeah, of course I had to ask him about that before uh, before it get um, postponed. Not postponed before it get moved to the performance center. I asked him, "What do you think uh, the chances are of Drew McIntyre winning the WWE Championship are?" Because the first time I interviewed him back in January, I asked, "Who's going to have the biggest year of their career?" And he said, "Drew McIntyre." And a week later, Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble. So. Nostra Seamus, Nostra Damas, had to ask him who's going to win at WrestleMania. And let's hear what he had to say. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that Drew will walk around weight to be World Heavyweight Champion. It has to happen. It has to. It just has to happen, you know what I mean? It has to. Like, like, Brock's won it so many times, I don't think Brock's going anywhere, but I just feel like when you saw Drew stare down at Brock Lesnar, that was pretty... Uh, that, was, that was pretty awesome, fella. That was pretty, really cool. Like, Drew looking down. For the first time... Um, Ever Brock looks looks vulnerable. There you go. Can can I just just say one thing? Am I the only one who gets a little bit moist whenever they hear Sheamus's accent? I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful Irish accent. Oh, you called me fella, dude, and bro, and I was like, man, I love you. This is a lovely guy. Yeah. When he started, he was just like, come here, come here, come here. I just yeah. like, ah, oh, love the Irish accent. First time I interviewed him, he also completely buried uh, Coronation Street in it, which I know that if Rudo is listening to this, he, uh, oh, he loves <laughs> Coronation Street, Rudo's but he just buried friend. Coronation Street, Emmerdale, and the East Enders, and the one going, I was like, <laughs> Because he didn't bury River City, we're all right. <laughs> um, and just finally, uh, news on the revival. Um, yeah, so the revival have apparently been sent home from uh, their WWE duties and they are not being paid. Um, this is news that came for Fightful. Um, they've been tweeting a load of photos as well, are just them um, sitting. <laughs> sitting in their houses looking out on the acres of land so they're obviously not too worried about not being paid um, having a wee drink and just enjoying life uh, as 
I guess soon to be free agents might be the. I, I don't want to be too presumptuous there, but I think we can probably all say that yeah, might be so. the case. How do these WWE contracts work? I mean, they can add time on for injury, and now they can just send people home and not pay them. Like, I mean, I remember seeing the John Oliver thing on the contracts, but. They need to do something about this, surely, don't they? I, I would say that the way the contracts work is probably as WWE want them to. Uh, That's <laughs> probably the best way I can say it. Um, I, I think just I. Any employers, pretty much, if you sign something, then they can do whatever it says mm. on the paper. So, well, well, my advice to the WWE roster, unionise. Unionise immediately. <laughs> <laughs> a wrestler's union would be a weird house. Head up the wrestler's union. Sammy Zayn would be in charge of the wrestler's union. I'd be good with that, as long as he wears his Che Guevara get up and preach <laughs> yeah. that preacher yeah, attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it for the news this week. Right, let's get down to the business, folks. Give us money, that's what we ask for. Join up to our Patreon, just in case you don't know what Patreon is. It's a subscription service. You sign up to it and you'll get extra content from Wrestling Daft. Uh, shout out to all the guys that have just joined up. We've had a few people have just signed up to the Patreon. Hold on. I'm just going to get the names because that's always nice to do. Do you want me to get your conversion rates up again, John? What's that? And he's always like, oh, it's about 5.62. And I'm like, that. check the conversion rates. Exactly, £3.73. Exactly. Before you start, you should always have these written down. All your conversion rates. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, you ready? Um, what did I just say there? Shout out to our patrons who have just signed up in the last week. while. Louise Westy, Gavin McClements, uh, JC1967, Gary Wilson, Ben Hall. They have all joined the Wrestling Daft roster at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. You can get involved there as well. Very easy. We'll get lots of extra content from you. Um, we've got tier one, which is Cruiserweight, about $4 a month, which is about £3. Um, Alex normally converts this for me. I was not told to get the converter right. oh, already okay, there, John. Okay. So, uh... That's four dollars. You'll get on there ad-free versions of all episodes of Wrestling Daft. You'll get a full unedited version. Uh, plus, you'll get bonus content from the show. Now, we're meant to be giving away a, one of Grado's caps, one of his new caps, which is signed, but Grado's not got it to me or a picture to me yet. But that will happen in the next week, trust me. Uh, we're also going that's to right. Keep... Trust the promise from Grado. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's going to come through. Plus, uh, you'll get up there... We're going to have pictures of Grado on the night out he went with Ronda Rousey um, which was a very random story that he told us on last week's show about how he ended up on the night out with Ronda Rousey if you haven't heard that please go back and listen to episode 19 now of Wrestling Dark it's an absolute cracker so pictures of Ronda Rousey and the chance to win a signed Grado cap will be on there for tier 1 very soon uh, plus you'll get to vote on what you want to see on the list of Wrestling Dark which we'll get into a bit later on what's, three po- what's $4 a month then Alex? After the financial crash, three pounds and thirty-one pence. There you go. Three pounds thirty-one will get you all that. Tier two gets you all of the above. Plus, you'll get to be an intercontinental champion, which is about ten dollars a month. Uh, and Seamus will be after you because he really wants that belt. Exactly. You'll get a video version of the podcast each week, plus a bonus episode once a month. And we were talking this month's going to be a WrestleMania preview. Uh, hopefully, if it's still on, <laughs> uh, we'll be doing a WrestleMania preview on uh, this week's this month's bonus episode. Tier three is your World Heavyweight Champion, twenty dollars a month. Everything in the previous tiers. But for that, you'll get free tickets to every live event. Now, we were hoping to announce live events soon, but because of the current crisis, that's going to be put back a little bit. So please bear with us on that. We promise you we'll bring you live events, but because of everything going on at the moment, we might have to put that back till a bit later in the year. So please bear with us on that. Also on that tier, you'll get a free Wrestling Daft t-shirt of your choice. Um, 
if you sign up for a minimum of three months. So you can do that at Wrestling Daft on Patreon.com, Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Please get involved, support the show. We'd love to welcome you to our roster. Thank you. So this week, I'd like to welcome you all to Fantasy Booking Island. Why are you putting on a funny voice? Because this is the voice that you need to use to announce Fantasy Booking Island. Right, okay. So think about it, you've just come off the Diamond Princess. You're walking down, <laughs> walking down the ramp, and just at the bottom you can see one of those really cool Korean test phone booths. And soon you're going to know if you are or aren't going to be sipping on that sweet, cool Corona or if you're going to be in quarantine <laughs> for that fucking bad Corona. So yeah, it's, it's Fantasy Booking Island, guys. And, um, so sit back, enjoy that cold Corona and let John take you through what's going to happen this week. Right, okay. Now, I've kind of smacked down, kind of pissed on my chips a wee bit this week, but I'm going to go for it anyway, right? So this is off the back. This is me fantasy booking... Basically, Daniel Bryan to another world championship, plus being one of the few people to hold both the Intercontinental Championship and the World Championships. And it involves a Mr. Drew Gulak. Right, now, we've seen this whole coaching thing kind of building over the last couple of years with Drew Gulak. You know, what Heath Slater, and I think he did Apollo Crews as well. Did he? Done Curtis Axel, I remember Curtis Axel, so he was kind of coaching people, you know. And, you know, he was to beat Daniel Bryan and... That ultimately led to that uh, match with Daniel Bryan at Elimination Chamber, which was a cracker. Really, really good wrestling match, right? Now, there was, after that, there was a kind of little nod of respect from Daniel Bryan. That was followed up on SmackDown week after when they they kind of drew Alec was in um, Daniel Bryan's corner. But let's just forget that happened, okay? (laughs) <laughs> so um, Drew Gulak is what I would like to say is that Drew Gulak I would like to see him set up almost like the APA so he's like a trainer for hire he's like a coach for hire so lots of people start coming to Drew Gulak after seeing his performance against Daniel Bryan and booking him you know for matches so you suddenly get this build of Gulak and all the people that he's kind of coaching you know he comes out almost like Aaron Anderson does in AEW with the kind of you know the iPad and the notes and all that sort of stuff and all the people that he starts working with start winning, right? So Daniel Bryan's kind of watching from afar at this point, but at that, at that point, Daniel Bryan starts going this horrible losing streak. So he just has a series of matches. I don't know if kind of Sheamus is putting him down. You know what? It goes down the roster where it's like he's lost all confidence, absolutely all confidence altogether, right? So you're getting this whole, like, Daniel Bryan in a spiral with the underdog going back to being an underdog, right? So he basically, he, he turns up at Drew Gulak's office who's been coaching all these people, you know, knocks on the door, I need to I need to hire you as a coach. Suddenly, they start forming this really great bond, you know, two great wrestlers, he starts building them up, he really wants, you know, however, that Intercontinental Championship. So Big Food starts with Sami Zayn, Nakamura, that whole stable with Gulak. This goes on for a wee while until eventually... He gets that match with Sammy. Gulak, at the point, he's doing all the coaching notes, coming over with the iPad, all that sort of nice kind of stuff, visual stuff, like Brian wins the Intercontinental Championship. Right? Okay, we've got the Intercontinental Championship. I'm going to coach you all the way to World Championship. So I don't know who's... Probably Roman Reigns has got the World Championship at this point. Right? Goldberg. Going to hold it for mm. a year and wrestle every week. <laughs> so this eventually leads to a match at SummerSlam with uh, Brian... And Reigns. 
Is that gone before or after Brock versus Drew the rematch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fantasy booking here. Sorry, carry on. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So the Gulak, uh, you know, is in the corner. Brian wins the world championship with help from Drew Gulak in the corner. You know, that beautiful moment, like the Warrior, Intercontinental on one hand, Universal Championship on the other hand. You know, this whole journey from going this underdog story right up to WrestleMania. But then we all know what happens. Roman Reigns demands a rematch at the next pay-per-view, right? And obviously the heel turn happens from Gulak. Smashes Brian with the, the iPad or whatever he's using. Reigns gets the pin. He wins back the World Heavyweight Championship, so he's only left for the Intercontinental Championship. Gulak says, that's the belt I want. That is the belt for me. Boom. We'll have this amazing match. Maybe it's over, I don't know, maybe it's a kind of best of two out of three falls, something like that, with Gulak and Brian wrestling for it. Gulak wins the Intercontinental Championship. In the meantime... The Intercontinental Championship belt is absolutely elevated. We get this beautiful moment of underdog Daniel Bryan building up and we get the World Championship back on Daniel Bryan, albeit for a short time. Andrew Gulak suddenly is right up the card because he deserves to be. Did you? It's your, your big payoffs at SummerSlam, did you say? No, it's after SummerSlam. Okay, no, that's fine. The big, pay, the, say- the, big payoff, the big payoff is at SummerSlam when Daniel Bryan wins both belts. This then, SummerSlam? Because the one thing I would say is I think your booking needs more time. I think that payoff needs See, to come the, in like the, the one thing I would right, say is you can, do it in, you can do it in less time. If Daniel Bryan subscribed to Patreon the first month for £7.70, it could be a continental <laughs> champion. <laughs> and then the next month for £15, it could be heavyweight champion. <laughs> it maybe does mean a bit more time. I think that should be a slot. That should like, that? be building to like next year's main. Right. Like, okay. You can have the big right. continental okay. yeah, win, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. at SummerSlam. But I think, apart from that, I think it's a great show. I think it's a, you, it's are a, you booking it? I'd book that. I'd, but I need, it's a, I'd book it on a slow burn. Right, okay. So booking it. Gary? Definitely thoughts? booking it um, if we forget this Smackdown happened. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Well, just all that. okay. Okay. Yes. That's two for two for me. But I think actually that's probably what's going to happen anyway. Judging by SmackDown. Please welcome to Wrestling Daft Marks. That's a terrible impression of a uh, Simon Cassidy. Uh, we're welcoming Simon Cassidy onto the ten count this week. It's that part in the show where we ask people from around the world of wrestling their favourite things about wrestling, and Simon Cassidy has this to say. What was the first wrestling match you watched? Uh, first wrestling match I watched was Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. And my brother was raging because I wanted Ultimate Warrior to win. Best match you've announced? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jackie Polo Lionheart from Baramania. Uh, the second time was an incredible match. Favourite ring announcer? Uh, Bruce Buffer. Favourite wrestler of all time? Uh, the Rock. Favourite tag team? Oh, eh, Legion of Doom. Got to be Legion of Doom. Favourite finishing move? Eh, mm, pedigree. Favourite promo of all time? Oh, these are hard. Um, you should really start like emailing these out to people <laughs> beforehand so they have time to prepare. Quick fire. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed Mick Foley when he turned on ECW when they kind of redid it in WWE before he f- him and Edge fought Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk. Nice one. Uh, Favourite entrance name? Um, Edge is a shout. Favourite pay-per-view? WrestleMania 17. 
Favourite match of all time? Oh. Uh, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. It's just the best match ever. So, that's it for another week of Wrestling Daft Remarks. Uh, thank you, Alex and Gary, for being involved. We have not been cancelled yet. Um, wrestling Daft is going to be slightly different over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, hopefully, you guys will understand. We're going to be involved in a bit of Skyping, a bit of FaceTiming to put the podcast out, because we still want to get the podcast out there for you guys. Uh, but just bear with us, because... Grado's going to be in Stevenson, Rab's going to be in Helensborough, I'm going to be in Larbert, and then next week you boys will be at your uh, own houses as well. So we'll get it all happening. We're going to get the podcast out, we promise you. Wrestling dafts go in lockdown. Yeah, wrestling Not leave the lockdown, <laughs> yeah. but just lockdown. <laughs> so we are going to get the podcast out of you, but thank you for being with us. Uh, we'll have that. We'll hopefully get the shows to you on a regular basis uh, Wrestling Daft the big show back on Friday with Rab and Grado we asked you patrons uh, what you wanted us to speak about on the list of Wrestling Daft and this week it was voted on it was two it was between two it was matches that happened outside of the ring off the back of Champa and Gargano's uh, kind of backstage brawl just missed out by a ball here it was like one vote in it um, so the what we're going to be speaking about on the list of wrestling after this week is your favourite Wrestlemania matches Alex come to you first I kind of go always TLC2 for me always TLC2, TLC2 but the, the Triple H uh, Undertaker Hell in a Cell everyone always calls it Triple H Undertaker 2 it's actually Triple H Undertaker 3 because mm. everyone forgets about the Wrestlemania 17 match so, yeah, that's also a cracker. Like, yeah. especially with the moment with, like, obviously, with Michaels, the super kick back in a jazz, it's just the two matches that defined a, an era for me. Right, okay, okay. Gary? I was going to cheat and put both Shawn Michaels take matches because they were both absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm just going to put the first one there. I really liked Randy Orton, Seth Rollins. Um, I think that one just misses out. Um, just for the end of this match, I need to put it in, and it's the Daniel Bryan triple threat when yeah. they won this yeah. That's yeah, a delightful that's one. Good. Well, I'm, I'm going to go for the one that everyone goes for. Yeah, does, it, does it involve Can you uh, guess? A, a two legends, one of them just returning from another company it by any chance? It might be, yeah. I've got to go Rock Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to <laughs> go Rock. I can't. I just think the, the, the booking on it, you know, how, how Rock switched up to heel, you know, and called an audible in the ring and just the reaction and the crowd and the you know, saying that the NWO and all that. I thought, you know, so to get the moment of posing at the end, Thought was just brilliant, so I've got to go for Rock Hogan. Because you've I don't apologise for it. You've all been talking about that so much. I feel the need to now go home and rewatch that. Yeah, match. do that. Definitely do that. Definitely do that. So thanks for listening to Wrestling Daft. Please rate, review us, subscribe on Apple. Leave a review such as this from Del Boy. Simply the funniest he titles it. Absolutely amazing and hilarious podcast. Rab and Grado are so funny. Love Rab for the amazing Burniston. Laughed it all around. Get on this. Trust me, number one. I mean, that's fine, uh, Dale Boy, but you know, pick us up as well. <laughs> uh, so get on, review, rate, uh, us, Wrestling Daft, Wrestling Daft, The Marks. We've been The Marks. Good night. Stay safe, wash your hands, and leave some chopped tomatoes for me. <laughs> <laughs> Audio Frontier.